No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the son of the Shunammite woman dies, so she quickly travels to Mount Carmel to find Elisha. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 4 on Simply the Bible. A woman living in Shunem, Israel, had taken notice of Elisha, and with her husband's permission, she gave him a furnished room to use whenever he came to town. Grateful for the hospitality, Elisha blessed and prayed for her and said, what can I give to you? She said, well, I don't really need anything, but uh, Elisha knew that she didn't have a child, and so he prayed for her, and even though her husband was old, she gave birth to her first child, a son. We pick it up today in 2 Kings 4.18. And the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And as he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to his servant, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. Now I have been told that the death of a child is one of the greatest sorrows a person can experience. So The sorrow that this Shunammite woman experienced must have been severe, for this was her only child, and she had no hope of being able to have more. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, Elisha, shut the door upon him, and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, it is well. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. All along, this woman had exercised faith. And now that her son of promise had died, She could only think of one thing she could do, and that was to find Elisha, who was in Mount Carmel at the time. She asked her husband to send one of the young men with her for her journey, but she did not tell her husband that their son was dead. Now, either she didn't want to trouble him, or she was afraid that he would tell her to stay, or maybe she thought he would bury their son because the Jews would bury their dead on the same day. So she saddled her donkey and told her servant to go to Mount Carmel as fast as he could go, a distance of about 20 miles. She knew that time was of the essence. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, this Shunammite woman, please run now to her to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. 
The Lord often revealed things to Elisha. He had a word of knowledge many times. However, this time the Lord had not made known to Elisha why the woman was coming and with such haste. But he figured it couldn't be good news. So he sent Gehazi to run down to meet her and find out what was wrong. Now, why did she tell him it it is well? Obviously, she didn't want to tell Gehazi. She wanted to tell Elisha what was going on. And when she met Elisha, she grasped his feet, showing extreme humility, need, and desperation. Gehazi then tried to push her away, but Elisha said, no, leave her alone. She's in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me. It seems that Elisha was surprised that the Lord had not told him what was going on. So she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him, but lay my staff on the face of the child. She didn't come right out and tell Elisha what was wrong. Instead, she blurted out her feelings, even blaming Elisha for promising her a child to begin with. You see, her worst fear was that she would get her hopes up only to have them dashed, and it would seem now that that is exactly what had happened. It is common in times of extreme distress for a person's first words to be not what happened, but how they feel about what happened. By her display of emotion, Elisha perceived that the child was either very sick or dead. So he gave Gehazi his staff, probably because he was younger and could move faster. He was to make a beeline for Shunem and not greet a soul on the way. Then he would lay Elisha's staff on the face of the child. No doubt Elisha believed that this would revive him. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Now, Elisha had intended for the woman to go back with Gehazi, but she would not leave Elisha's side. And as it turns out, her faith that only Elisha could change the situation would save her son. You know, faith is a great mystery. It's a gift from God, yet without faith, it's impossible to please God. Often, we need something as a catalyst for our faith. For example, the woman with the hemorrhage of blood said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of Jesus' garment, then I will be healed. And sure enough, as soon as she touched it, Jesus felt the power go out from him and the woman was healed. So here, the Shunammite woman believed that Elisha could save her son and according to her faith, it would be given to her. Now, what has God given you the faith to believe? It is important that you lay hold of that and not let it go. Don't let adverse circumstances or even other people hinder you. God won't give you the faith to believe him for something unless he also intends to give it to you in his time. The woman's faith in Elisha prompted him to get up and return with her even though they would travel slower than Gehazi. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore, he went back to meet him and told him, saying, the child has not awakened. Now, this was not a magical staff. 
Even though Gehazi obeyed Elisha, something more was required than Gehazi possessed. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up and stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. Elisha went into the room, shut the door so that he would be alone with the child and the Lord. And he laid on top of the child, stretching himself out, putting his mouth on the child's mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands. It was something that Elijah had done with the son of the widow of Zarephath. Then he returned and walked back and forth, no doubt praying intensely and persistently that God would restore the life of the child. And when nothing had happened, he stretched himself on the boy a second time. And then the child sneezed seven times. Now, that's a good sneeze. (laughs) Normally, you think it's the sniffles and the cold, but this meant he was alive. Now, consider what is required to impart life to a dead soul. Because the Bible says that before a person trusts in Christ, he is dead in trespasses and sins. And only a living person's identification with the spiritually dead will impart the life of regeneration. God uses us to do that in the lives of others. Charles Spurgeon said, The Holy Ghost works by those who feel they would lay down their own lives for the good of others and would impart to them not only their goods and their instructions, but themselves also, if by any means they might save some. So may God help us to be such living Elisha's to the spiritually dead. And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite woman. So he called her, and when she came in to him, he said, Pick up your son. So she went in and fell at his feet and bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. You know, we read in Hebrews 11 that by faith, some women received back their dead. And this was certainly one of them. And Elisha returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. Now the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said to his servant, Put on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. So one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered from it a lapful of wild gourds and came and sliced them into the pot of the stew, though they did not know what they were. Then they served it to the men to eat. Now it happened as they were eating the stew that they cried out and said, Man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat it. So he said, Then bring some flour. And he put it into the pot and said, Serve it to the people that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. Because there was a famine in Israel, Elisha instructed the sons of the prophets to gather whatever vegetation they could find and put it in a pot to make vegetable stew. One of them added wild gourds, not knowing what they were. When they ate the stew, it must have tasted bitter or else somebody got sick, so that the men cried out, there's death in the pot. 
Now the food was too valuable to waste, so Elisha ordered that they add flour to the pot, and that purified the poisonous pottage, making it palatable. Then a man came from Baal Shalisha and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley bread, and newly ripened grain in his knapsack. And he said, Give it to the people that they may eat. But his servant said, What? Shall I set this before one hundred men? He said again, Give it to the people that they may eat. For thus says the Lord, They shall eat and have some left over. So he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over according to the word of the Lord. At this time, Baal worship was prevalent in Israel, but here was a worshiper of Yahweh. He couldn't bring his offering of first fruits to the temple, which was in Judah, so he brought it to Elisha, who ordered that the twenty small barley loaves and newly ripened grain be given to the people to eat. But how far would that go among a hundred men? Elisha said, give it to the people, for the Lord says they will eat and have leftovers. And it was so. This miracle foreshadowed Christ feeding 5,000 men with five loaves and two fish. Elisha had asked for and received a double portion of Elijah's spirit. This was manifested through his miraculous acts of compassion and how like Jesus he was. May we also be moved to such acts of compassion, testifying of our love for Jesus and for others. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next time, we'll look at Naaman, the general of the Syrian army who was also a leper. It's a beautiful story that pictures the cleansing we receive through faith in Christ. We hope you'll join us as we continue in 2 Kings on Simply the Bible.